I mean, should I go deeper voice here? Like, hi. Definitely. My name is Akash. It's really enjoyable watching you talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> because this is obviously a visual podcast. Yeah. Well, for us it is. Coffee. Lovers. Ah, I messed up the beat. Radio. Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. I'm Joseph Robertson with Coffee Lovers Magazine. We're at Conduit Coffee. It's Tuesday again. we got Jesse Nelson, John Liberty, and our guest today, Akash Sunny. Hi, guys. I, uh, I'm very excited to be here. This is take 15, by the way. Yes. Um, but, you know, whatever. Hopefully we won't start over again. That was good. I, was, I was waiting for something awkward to happen. I know. What about all the other things you were saying about us? Yeah. Uh, before we dive in, uh, for Coffee Lovers Radio, you can find everything you need at coffeeloversradio.com. Uh, for the current show, links to download, social media, all that sort of thing. Please, please, please rate and review the show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio if that's where you're listening. Or SoundCloud if you're listening there. SoundCloud. Wow. Nice. I like SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh, some good stuff on there. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Uh, yeah. It's a it's a nice platform. It you doesn't guys get ever, a lot of reach though. A lot of reach. Doesn't Not a get lot? a lot of reach. No. Dang it! Um, you guys ever see Garth Brooks came out with a? So he opened. No. <laughs> Jesse's face. <laughs> Why are you about to talk about Garth Brooks in the coffee podcast? <laughs> anyway, uh, Garth Brooks just recently got on Facebook, uh, like opened up his own artist page on Facebook. Sending people uh, messages on their walls. Well, no, no, no. What he did was he posted a bunch of videos, and it's just him, like, you know, just on the video, just being like, well, we're now officially on Facebook. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's all he says. So, you know, uh, we want to add that in. So what what is Garth doing with this time? Well, he's now on Facebook. All right. All right. So, welcome to America. Yes. Don't ask how I know that. I'm not a Garth, but I could not sing a single song of his. He's a singer, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't he even likes know to that. think of himself as an author. I thought he was a male a stripper to begin with. So back to coffee. This <laughs> <laughs> become the Garth Brooks podcast. Um, Hashtag. Yeah, speaking of coffee, conduitcoffee.com. Just go there. Get some coffee. If, if, if listeners could only buy one thing right now from you, what should they get? Oh, my. As of the airing of this episode, we're going to have uh, our Rwanda Abakundakawa is outstanding. and we Say don't that have five times. Uh, Rwanda Abakundakawa. Rwanda Abakundakawa. Rwanda Abakundakawa. Rwanda Abakundakawa. Rwanda Abakundakawa. I told you you can I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I've been practicing for this moment. I'm so glad it was recorded. Because <laughs> I sit it for hours while I'm roasting it. And say it over and over and over because that's the best word to say. Yes. Yes. I like it. Rwanda Abakundakawa. Outstanding coffee. We don't have much of it, so that's why I recommend it the most. Mm-hmm. We have a new Congolese coffee, a new Ooh. Papua New Guinea coming in in a few weeks Oops. by April. Mm-hmm. Uh, SCA is coming up, so there's tons of good coffees that are going to be around. Um, yeah. Yeah, lots of exciting stuff. But good at the stuff. airing of this, I would suggest the Rwanda or something a little more earthy, as in the Congo. Yeah, the Abakundakawa, uh, the uh, I've enjoyed. I'm sure you've adjusted Things since We're always then, playing as, with as it, that yeah. happens, uh, but it's uh, it's uh, amazing, amazing coffee. I think I'll get some myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so Akash, hey let's, guys, uh, let's let's dive in. Uh, so you just came back from the U.S. Barista Championships. I, I we, did. Yeah. I want to talk to you about that, but but first, uh, how about we give our listeners an idea of you? Uh, how'd of you get me. into coffee? How'd who you start? are you? Who, yeah, who are you? Let you in. So mysterious. <laughs> take take us take us to the very beginning. What, what was your first experience with coffee? Oh, okay. So your first um, memory. <laughs> no, no. Actually, this is a great story. <laughs> yeah. um, it is actually quite poetic. 
Um, you know, I grew up in the Seattle area, but up north where Starbucks was king. You gotta have your peppermint mocha. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. that's that's what high school's about. Um, yeah. I moved to New York for school, um, and lattes I realized weren't helping me stay awake. You know, just because it's all hot milk, really. Um, and so <laughs> you start craving coffee and not milk. Well, it was more of a caffeine thing. I just needed caffeine because right. I was I was in school, but it was my first year. I was doing like a lot of journalism work and editing, video editing. So you know, those late nights inside of dark rooms. So you need you need coffee. You need some sort of caffeine, and energy drinks just didn't really do it for me. So um, I started drinking black coffee, but you know, from Starbucks, from a stand, whatever, cream and sugar, all that good stuff. Uh, then my, uh, my friend and I had a bet to see who could last being a vegan longer. And so I threw soy milk in there that first day, realized I hated the taste <laughs> of black coffee and soy milk. So black coffee, just started drinking it from there. And that was just, you know, super bitter stuff and all that. Are you still a vegan? Uh, no. Okay. I'm a vegetarian though. Vegetarian. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah we yeah. know that. I've always been a vegetarian, but I couldn't take that extra step, man. Cheese. Cheese is too good. It is. Let's be honest here. Like mm-hmm. cheese, like man. Um... But anyway, uh, I uh, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom for life. Cheese, cheese. Can we make this a cheese podcast, guys? Ooh. Let me finish yes. this story first. None Let's of us are opposed. To we could take five minutes on cheese. I'd, I'd allow that. Should I finish the story first, yeah, or talk do. about cheese first? Story. Story. Got it. Cool. Um, <laughs> we. Or it won't happen. What's so, your, what's your favorite cheese? That's really, dude. So the triple cream. Uh, what are those uh, soft guys? <laughs> I don't want to answer that. <laughs> no, what? The soft white cheese? What is that? Um, the little the cow soft. cheese or whatever? Huh? The little in the wax? No, no, no. Oh, what? the ones that, that are like little pies? No, it's the, like oh. famous. What's that kind of cheese that's soft and white and has a... Brie. Brie. Triple cream <laughs> breeze. Really? Triple cream are delicious to me. That sounds great. Uh, baked brie. Is like my favorite thing. I've never had baked brie. What? It's, it's oh like my God, it's with like apple butter. slices in there. What? A little bit of honey. All right. Yeah. So now, we, top, now you know Ethiopian. what we're doing after this after this conversation. Right. Beach. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Beechers is good Beechers. stuff. Oh, Beechers, Beechers is in the house. Beechers is in the house. We have a gentleman here with Beechers. <laughs> okay. So, so we have Beechers. We're talking about cheese. I gotta mention the. <laughs> this I'll, is totally not bring coffee. This around. Yeah. <laughs> no, this isn't. This isn't coffee related. This is. Uh, <laughs> Wait. So you're, gonna, you're going into this too? <laughs> okay. This is uh, so cheese curds, ideally from Beechers, because they're freaking awesome. They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, yep. Stuff them in um, uh, zucchini bud. Flower buds. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wow. like squash blossoms. Uh, squash blossoms. Thank Squa- you. So stuff squash blossoms and then you you um, dough them up yeah. and pan fry them. Yeah, that sounds heavenly. Oh, it is. Dang. Okay, back to your story. Speaking about that, I dated a girl who was a cheesemonger at a at a Beecher's. It didn't last that long, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, away from cheese and back to the story. So specialty coffee. I, um, a couple years after that, I moved to Olympia, and just randomly one day, I tweeted out, oh, I'm in Olympia my first Sunday, well, what should I do? And uh, Michael Fernandez, who works for EspressoParts.com, um, essentially just replied back, he's like, come to the lab! And I'm like, <laughs> what lab? Like, what is a lab? All right, so I found the address, I went there, and it was in downtown Olympia at Did the you time. know him? No! I mean, I think we had met at one point, and he'd followed me on Twitter, Right. but I didn't remember now you guys are like brothers. Yeah, him and I are so close. But anyway, so the idea was, I walk in and all these people are there hanging out, 
they were uh, showing the live feed for the 2010 um, 2010 U.S. Barista Championship and Brewers Cup in Houston. Michael Phillips. Yes, Michael Phillips. Yeah. That's when um, Mike Cannon, who works at um, at Velton's Coffee Roasting Company uh, out here in Everett, Washington, that's when he plays second at the uh, Brewers competition. So they were all collected there to watch him and another gentleman who um, worked at Olympia Coffee Roasting Company called Jared Gum, who now runs a shop called uh, Method Coffee Lab in Olympia. Okay. Um, so anyway, so those two were competing in the first ever Brewers Cup, and they were in the finals. And so everyone that Sunday morning was watching that. Uh, and, you know, it was just very random. I was like, all right, cool. There are these people who are watching a live feed that's going on in Houston for very random, you know, like coffee. I had no clue. I didn't even understand it. So Michael and I became friends. Uh, by the way, to listeners out there, most people refer to him as Panda. Panda. Yeah, we know Panda. Panda. So. Oh, that's who you're talking about? <laughs> that guy. <laughs> you knew. You knew. You knew. <laughs> Don't give me that. Anyway. <laughs> so Panda and I became really good friends. Panda and I became really good friends. Um, and so as we were just hanging out, talking about music and whatnot, I'd see him brewing coffee, making espresso, latte, and all that good stuff. And eventually, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Eventually, then I started asking questions. Mm. Then I started doing it on my own. I started brewing coffee on my own. Um, there was a little community event that happened in Bellevue for brewing competition. I ended up placing second at that. Oh, nice. You know, and then I thought to myself, hey, the uh, Regional Brewers Cup for 2011 was coming around. Why not compete in that? So I competed. Um, and then I even competed in the U.S. competition that same year. Uh, and then after that, from there, I was just that random guy who showed up at La Terra competitions. <laughs> um, then I started, you know, working at various shops. I got trained. Um, How did well, you do in your first year of the competition? Competition? I did pretty well. Yeah. I did very well. I beat a lot of people I shouldn't have beaten. Mm. Um, but that's just because I was sitting at home throwing bottled water into my, like, kettle and, you know, just just doing what I could do and trying to figure out how to extract mystery coffees and extract the coffee that I had received from uh, Kuma Coffee, which is a roaster out in uh, mm-hmm. Seattle as well. Um, I think that first year the coffee I used was a s- from a Kenya. I think it was a Kenya. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is that from there, went on, um, found a guy who opened up a shop, a coffee shop and biscuit shop in the U District, <laughs> It was his second week open. No one was in there. They were just about to close. Um, it was the chef and the owner, and he was really excited about showing me. You know, him and I sort of knew each other, but not really. Um, he showed me all his machine, his his espresso machine, his grinders. He was telling me how it was all modded out and how he's excited to open this new business. And it's been two weeks, and I said, "Hey, um, you know, it, any sane person would say, cool, pull me a shot. Let me taste this, you know, espresso from you." Of course, I'm not a sane person. I look at him and say, hey, do you mind if I pull a shot for you? (laughs) (laughs) This is like during business hours. I mean, no one is in there, right? Right. This is like during business hours. And so he's like, why not? So, I mean, I pulled maybe two shots, dialed it in in two shots, and he was just like, I haven't had this taste like this yet. This Mm. is amazing. Um, When he had a chance to hire me, I mean, all of a sudden he hired me a couple months later. So I started working weekends for him, and this was Morsel. Um, this was a uh, specialty oh, wow. coffee shop and biscuit shop in the U District. And now there's a second location. It's been less mm-hmm. than two years. Mm-hmm. Second location in Ballard. Yeah. Um, Their biscuits power half of our bicycle deliveries. Yeah. If not, <laughs> which is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. We've had, yep. we've had uh, Sean Lee on the show. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. And so he uh, does a lot of the manager duties and just 
beverage quality duties at the Ballard location, which is the second location. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. So we've we you know we just do everything. Right. I mean, you know, we have amazing biscuits. We make amazing jams. We make our own gravy. We make our own sandwiches. You have world class baristas. I mean, the service. Yeah, the service going into that space. I mean, it's packed. You walk up and it's like steamed windows small little spot and everybody's excited for their biscuits and, and everybody's willing to wait it's literally you're yep. you're willing to wait you know out out yeah. the door it's, it's worth it it's one of those places where you go for the exceptional coffee and the service and then you end up leaving with a biscuit sandwich because you realize how good those look and yeah oh, man. exactly like, um and we've done a lot of work with that. You know, we're we're using high quality milk that's not homogenized and right. low temp pasteurized and everything like Belton's that. Belton's coffee, which is outstanding Belton's at coffee. the U District one, and then you know we have two different hoppers with single origin coffees from Belton. Um, we have a revolving four drink. hoppers now, right? Yeah. So yeah, have, <laughs> don't don't under it. Yeah. We have, and for those people out there who like equipment, we have a Mazer Stark, which is literally like you know tough to find. Like you know, people from Mazer come over to our shop and take a picture of it because they've never seen it before. Um, which has, you know, like our main espresso that we'll have usually. Um, then we have uh, another uh, major uh, E uh, doserless, and then we'll have a super jolly for uh, our decaf, and then we'll have like a special just like, oh, let's see if this tastes good. This, you know, grinder sitting <laughs> yeah, in the back, yeah. you know. Yeah, right. and it's just like, to, you know, uh, if Jesse comes around with some of that Rwanda and he's like, I, wa- I want to taste this as espresso, I'll be like, cool. And if it's not too busy, I'll be like, cool. You know, give yeah. me like five minutes and let's dial it in. Let's see what happens. That'd be awesome. Uh, which is awesome. It's fun to just have that. I'll but anyway, to it's a great shop. the U District place. I haven't. It's I've, definitely. Yeah, I've been to the Ballard one. Yeah, yeah Ballard's one's great yeah. too. Yeah. But Yeah, Ballard's feeding me quite they're, often. <laughs> <laughs> they're a lot of fun. You know, we're, we're, we're having a great time there. So but, you're still at Morsel then? So I don't work anymore behind the bar. Okay. However, what I do now is I do all the marketing for Morsel. Oh, okay. Very um, cool. And then my other job, my day job, is working at Visions Espresso, which is uh, the largest service company in Seattle for mm-hmm. uh, cafe equipment and whatnot. Uh, and then we also sell cafe accessories. Mm-hmm. Um, we're ready to launch a new brand called Revolution, which is essentially cafe accessories that, you know, have a cause. So we have a natural cleaner uh, that, you know, cleans your special machine and everything like that. But 5% of proceeds are going to go to Charity Water, which nice. is an awesome charity that Great. helps uh, people with, uh, you know. That's interesting. I'm, I'm seeing, as uh, uh, kind of a sidebar, but which I like to do on occasion. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing coffee companies pop up who are supporting Charity Water specifically. Like, charity Water is a great organization. Yeah. Um, and, you know. What are, what are the ingredients in a great espresso or coffee? Coffee and water. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. We're focusing so much already on the sustainability of the coffee. It's might as well start focusing on the water aspect. Mm-hmm. It's it. huge. It really and at is. Least, at least connecting it, too. I mean, we've talked about this, too, as far as the, the geopolitical impact mm-hmm. and just the difference of coffees from arid climates and, you know, coffees that are washed versus dry process and things like that. Like, okay. water is an essential process of the yeah. entire growing, entire production every aspect of coffee and so the, the two other ones that come to mind that that uh, deal with at least i think i think tom's coffee deals directly with charity water i mean i know they're supporting something like that, that it's you buy a coffee it. and right. someone gets water yeah I, I think they use a different company okay however it's the same idea it's i think someone there i think something that they started or something good, uh, a, good coffee also Good, I think Good Coffee does yeah. use charity water. They, they support charity water. Um, but the idea is every single accessory item will be tied with a different charity. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to have steaming pitchers that are, you know, really great precision latte steaming pitchers. Um, and 
we're really excited to showcase that at the SCAA Expo that's happening here in Seattle. Mm. Um, and those are going to be cool because, you know, they're going to be food grade and food safe, dishwasher safe. You know, you can throw them around. I went outside and started throwing fastballs against a wall and seeing if the paint chipped. And, it, you know, <laughs> I need one of these. I mean, these are very durable and strong powder-coated pitchers. And they're going to be tied with Heifer, which is an amazing organization um, that supports farms and supports, um, you know, different people in, thir- in developing countries who cool. need a lot of uh, uh, farm equipment and livestock and whatnot to help them grow mm-hmm. an economy. You know, and so it was definitely something that I really had to push for, but I really wanted to make sure that this brand had some sort of a sustainable push. Great. You know, um, yeah. I had a, a Cole, Cole McBride was in the magazine uh, last year. Uh, oh, yeah. While he was still, while he's still at Visions, he's now at um, Public Us. Public Us. Public yeah. Us. He's ready to open soon. Uh, yeah, that's. We're uh, all ready for him to open <laughs> soon. Yeah, it's um, taking him. It's taking him a while to open so a coffee shop but, in Las uh, Vegas. But, damn yeah. proud of Cole. Well, yeah, you go to like the steepest learning curve anywhere in the country. Yeah, I mean, I, it sounds as though they've done everything right. You know, and I'm excited for. Have him you seen open. it? No, I haven't seen it. It's beautiful. Oh, You've yeah, seen it? Yeah, there. we've been oh, in there. Yeah. When did you go in? Uh, when we didn't invite you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm offended. I mean, Cole's invited me, so I'm not too offended at Cole. Well, we told him there are but... seven of us outstanding outside his door, and he better let us in. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Yeah, yeah, it works. No, it wasn't quite like that, but uh, it almost was. Yeah. Um, we were so excited to see him. Yeah. But nice. yeah. <laughs> How beautiful me. is it's, it? It is, I don't want to say too much, because we I'm promised we wouldn't. I have to say, though, it is the most beautiful build-out of any restaurant cafe I've ever seen, period. Yeah. Really? Period. Yeah. And I've done a lot of stuff. Any any house, anything I've ever seen, the amount of With attention the to detail, they have. Oh, the yeah. additions, the ideas. Right. Like, if you guys know Cole and know, know his service and yeah. what he wants to do, they've basically given him Free the rent. benefit of the doubt. Yeah. To present coffee and all the textures and colors and everything that can come with the experience of coffee and let him direct what this presentation is going to be. So, and is it's it $40 million Starbucks Reserve Roastery good? Like, no, because that's just a waste of money. Yeah. No, I, I mean, the price tag on it's phenomenal, I'm sure, for standard build outs. I mean, there but is. But that, like, incredible to you where you could compare it to that? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I think it's better. I think it has more class. It's even better. I think it has more class. It's more thought out. It's more original. It doesn't conform to any business models or floor plan dynamics or anything like that. I'm so excited. It is. It is literally out to Vegas just to go to the open. No, no, no. I hate Vegas. Vegas is my (laughs) least favorite. Trust me, Vegas is terrible. It's my least favorite concept of anything in America. Like I despise Vegas, and I will go back to see this spot. Like I mean, it's not in Vegas. Concepts of America. I mean, you've talked to me openly about John. And hey. the concepts of America. Yeah. Right. Well, right. You're not a big fan of that either. Yeah. Right. That's consummations that happened in America. I'm getting another sidebar that I don't think anyone's going to know about. <laughs> but so Cole, public us, and he also uh, placed second in the U.S. Priest of Championships. Which brings this us year. back to Very awesome. why I was there. And back to you. So you were there. Yeah. So um, there is a regional, there are six regionals in the U.S., uh, Northwest, Southwest, you know. North Central, South Central, you kind of figured out the rest there. <laughs> uh, and then, um, so from there, uh, I competed in the Brewers' Cup again. I ended up winning first place this time um, at the Northwest Regional. And so I was invited to come down to uh, L.A. for the uh, 
U.S. championships, and so they have a whole lot of events going on. There's the main event, which is the Barista competition. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the U.S. Brewers Cup uh, championship. There is the Cup Tasters championship. There is the Roasters to- Choice uh, championship. And finally, there's the U.S. Latte championship. Now, the idea is is that they are trying to find the winner of each of those events, and the winner of each of those events will be representing the U.S. in each of the world mm. categories of those events. Mm. Now, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, all right, coffee's more of an American thing, right? It's insane. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, huge. It's like, so for the barista competition, right, yeah. it's been going on for, what, 15, 18 years or something like that now? Yeah. Are there, are there other industries that get this like crazy. Oh yeah. About I've there heard, are. I've heard there's like world barbershop competitions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> need, right. Bartending. Well, I mean, but there's I the flair and the service of these things. The thing yeah. about coffee in these regards is it's very much like the the bartending mm-hmm. competitions and stuff. But you're also dealing with the most complex food yeah. that we consume, right? So there's exactly. all the foodie element. Coffee is well. also quite ubiquitous. I mean, everyone everywhere. Right. Yeah. Consumes coffee. And it's not just a U.S. thing, right? Or it's not just a Western Hemisphere thing. Not even close. No, it's everywhere. I mean, you know, last year the Japanese guy ended up winning the world championship. Mm -hmm. Right. So anyway, my point was is that this has been happening 15, 18 years, and there's only been two U.S. champions uh, to win the world. The Japanese guy? No, that wasn't his name. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. Uh, I'll pull it up, you chat. Hidoki? Hideki or something like that? I think that's his name. It started with an H. I know that for a fact. Um... They should give him some credit. <laughs> he you know, did well. And yeah. then we're like, yeah, no, yeah. he did really well. Right. You know? Well, in, in years before, it's what, what we're seeing, too, in the last few years is the shift from origin countries putting H- up these Hidenori baristas that are winning. Hidenori, that's it. Hidenori. 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 Yeah, no. You know, so, the guy from, from Guatemala won previous year? Yeah. And, and Colombia the year before that, I think. Or maybe another... El Salvador. El Salvador, right. Or Ecuador. Is El Salvador right, so what we're seeing is that, that direct line from the producers to world-class coffee. And, and you know, for people out there who are wondering, okay, how the heck do you even judge something like this? It's ridiculous. You have four judges on the table, one head judge. Um, the barista competitor has to provide four espressos, four cappuccinos, and then four quote unquote specialty beverages. Mm-hmm. Now, the idea of a specialty beverage is it can't be alcohol, uh, no alcohol in it. Um, it has to be espresso forward, and it has to make sense. You know, I can't just throw some chocolate and some cinnamon and some cardamom and said, I like those flavors, therefore I want you to enjoy those flavors in this coffee. No, it's mostly me being like, hey, this coffee tasted like blueberry, so therefore I'm going to throw some blueberry jam inside this coffee and make it a specialty beverage to accentuate that flavor or whatnot. Um, You know, and these people are, the people who are judging are just world-class tasters. And they're all calibrated. There's the four judges that are tasting and judging the actual performance as if they're customers. Exactly. And then there's technical judges. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. we got to get into the technical judges right. too. Yeah. Uh, uh, cleanliness, think... how you're leaving your milk pitchers. I yeah. mean, I know Cole was docked a point last year, 2014, for having some water left in his pitcher. Yeah. Hmm. You know, this leftover water from rinsing it out after he had served the coffee. And this is his judging on his cleanup of exactly. the Exactly, yeah. And it's... Wow. Everything that matters for serving good coffee. Yeah, it's just the little just things. to the extreme. It's just the little things, but it's um, it's an amazing competition. So then there's Brewers Maybe Cup. that wasn't Cole. Maybe you shouldn't... You should edit that out. Cole's, Cole's listening to this. Someone. Being like... I know. What? Well, he's, he's told foaming, everybody! He's foaming at the mouth. No, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll roll with it. Cole will be fine. Cole's cool. I love you, Cole. <laughs> I love you, Cole. I want to pet you. Um, I, had, I had Crank Simon in the magazine last year, because uh, I was down at the... Um, 
uh, Melbourne International Coffee Expo. Right. Where they were doing the, the Melbourne National Race Championships. He's a world champion as well, or at least he's a finalist in yeah, the world. Yeah, well, he, right? plays, he plays fourth last year at, uh, at World Championships. Um, and uh, he's won the, the Australian a number of times. Nice. That's um, right. He's, he's, uh, an he's incredible. You know who you know who he is? He's the guy. I love telling this story. He's the guy who, during his pr- presentation, is like, judges, I made sure that this cow had this specific matcha green tea in its diet, so therefore my cappuccinos are going to have this flavor descriptor. That's when I throw my computer on the floor, and I'm like, get out of here, dude. Great. Get out of well, here, dude. Well, so last year, he... <laughs> No, so he went to 90 plus. Right. And he picked his own coffee, he processed his own coffee, and he roasted his own coffee, and he served his own coffee. He did every step along the way, which is absolutely crazy, but really awesome. Anyways, that's a, that's a sidebar. So tell us about, so you were in the, were you in the Brewers? So I was in the Brewers Cup competition uh, this time around, um, which is an also amazing, amazing competition. You have... Uh, three judges who are Q graders, which is almost as like the wine sommelier of coffee. Um, it's kind of a crazy process to go through. Quality, what the Q stands for. Whoa. Quality graders. Whoa. Right? Am I, I wrong? I don't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> we should talk about this. it in. That's official. Q stands for quality. It yeah. Won't, it won't I mean, it's, it's a quality grader, right? I quality mean, assurance, quality Q grader. In my head, it could have been quail. I don't know. Quail 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 Quaker, <laughs> Quaker grader. Oh, Quaker grader. Quaker grader. Quaker grader. Quaker grader. Oh, oh, oh right. man, that's a good one. Uh, Quaker grade. <laughs> uh, so, uh, for Brewers Cup, you have ten ten minutes to do an oral presentation and brew three cups of coffee, manual brew. Seventy um, percent of your score, just, you know, matters on the coffee and how it tastes. Thirty percent is the actual presentation and the tasting notes that you provide. For that presentation, mm-hmm. um, so I won the Northwest Regional. I, you know, did my spiel in the first round. Um, I brewed this amazing, amazing uh, geisha from Panama that the producer had sent to my roaster and I. That was picked a month before the actual competition. Um, I scored high enough to get in the top six and have a chance at winning mm-hmm. uh, the whole dang thing. But uh, unfortunately, I went over time. So when you go over time that 10 minute allotment that I talked about earlier, um, you know, they start docking you points for every right. second. So six seconds equals three points. All of a sudden, yeah. instead of, you know, third or fourth place, I ended up being somewhere around like 14th place. Oh, man. So, but hey, I did really well. Right. You know, well, well, done. Outstanding. well done. People really love my routine. And we're going to give know. you a shirt with this has six seconds on it. So so what oh, what man. exactly can I get off six seconds? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, no, 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 seriously though, like the like whole entire conversation. Can I get off six seconds early? Six seconds, man. What? <laughs> so Jesse, you don't know this yet. The whole competition, right? After that had happened and everyone had heard about this and people all knew about this, they were just like, Akash, you should have gave the ball to the running back. Oh man. And you know, which is a Seahawks oh, reference. Yeah. I'm from Seattle. I was ready yeah. to just look at them and be like, man, that's the worst thing you see right now. Now there's two things in this month that have broken my heart. Okay, oh, sidebar, that thing. was a perfectly legitimate play that they did. Anyway, so speaking, we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. I do not want to talk about the Seahawks right now. Hey, fake John, what do you think about the Seahawks? <laughs> next week. <laughs> next week he'll tell you. Fake John is on next week. Stay tuned. Um, All right. Okay. Do, well, we have, wait, do we have that agreement, fake John? Well, Let's hear it. It's on the show. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Fake wow. John next week. So, so the, the, you said you, you, you had a geisha from Panama. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, so, from, the, from the Carmen Estate. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. An amazing, amazing coffee producer. He's, he's 
well-known. He's the kind of guy who, um, when Starbucks first doing the reserve line, you know, where they had the clovers and different machines and all that, uh, Carmen Estate from Panama was one of the first, you know, producers that they were kind of throwing out there and saying, this is an amazing cup of coffee. Nice. So, you know, he's well-known. I mean, he's, he's traditionally the guy who, you know, is like, my coffee's amazing. I don't need to grow geisha uh, plants. Oh, no. Like, that's literally what he <laughs> right. was for a while. You know, because there's in Panama, there's the Boquete region, right? Uh, on the side of the mountain that, you know, is well-known, famous for the geisha varietal, is considered some of the highest-scoring coffees out there ever, really. On the other side of the mountain is... Uh, the other is guys. The, <laughs> the Volcan region, right? Which that's where Carmen Estate is. And so, you know, he's just like, I'm doing really well. My coffee is scoring amazing. I'm winning all these competitions. I'm winning all these awards, the Best of Panama Awards, all that good stuff. He's like, I don't need to do it. Why do I need to do it? I don't need to do it. And he's still doing well. But then seven years ago, he's like, eh, let's see what happens. <laughs> so he planted the geisha trees out there, um, or the geisha variety and all that good stuff. And the first production harvest of it was last year. And, I mean, it won fourth place to Best Panama. One of the roasters we gave it to, which is a local roaster here in Seattle, Kuma, ended up winning a good Kuma, food Kuma. award. Oh, yeah. He won a good food yep. award with it. I won the Northwest Regional with it. Um, and he was such a great guy, this producer, that just through email, he's like, you know what? I sent my pickers out there. They found, like, four ripe cherries per tree that was, you know, perfect and ripe. He's like, I'm processing them. We dried them. They're, they're, you know, just drying right now. I'm going to send them straight to you guys. So we literally wow. had, like, five pounds, if that. Yeah. Wow. Of green coffee that was just in a Ziploc. It was literally a Ziploc bag. <laughs> and we're just like, cool, let's roast this up. Let's see what happens. Crazy. And mm-hmm. so uh, it was delicious. I got to tell you guys, though, the day we roasted it, we cup it. I mean, it tastes like, we're just like, oh, man. All we can taste is grain pro and grain sort of thing, which mm-hmm. is a sign of super fresh coffee, right? And we're afraid. Then, um, five days later, we open it up, we seal the bags. We open it up again five days later, cup it again. Just a buttery mouthfeel, great, bro. We're freaking out now. We're just like, all right, Akash, you know, you know, my roaster is like, Akash, here, I have another uh, I have another coffee that you could go with down there. You'll have to make the decision day of. By day 10, we all cupped it again, and we were just like, okay, there you go. We got the floral notes. We got the, you know, uh, delicious. This is a little bit of a fruit, but more tea-like and just mm-hmm. delicate and sweet and just amazing, and that's when I was like, "All right, cool. I don't have to worry about bringing another coffee." Um, is Kuma your roaster? Kuma is so when I first started competing, I used Kuma, mm-hmm. and so it was just one of those things where Mark and I have a great relationship. Um, he supported me really well through these competitions. Nice. Um, and also, really, it's it was funny. He like announced that he had this geisha last year, uh, and that's like literally the day of. I messaged him, being like, "Hey." Um, I would love to compete right. using your coffee. And yeah. he's like, you want the geisha? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you waited until I announced it for you to actually make a decision. I see what you did there. Yeah. You know, that's the, that's the beauty of working at Visions is I'm not tied to any roaster. Right. Yeah. And Kuma is amazing. Yeah, it yeah. really His is amazing. His coffees are absolutely outstanding. You know, I mean, Jesse and I have an amazing relationship, right? And I could easily work with Jesse on that too. But it was just one of those things where for this competition cycle, uh, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. I just had an amazing coffee, and it worked. It doesn't out. offend me, I guess. Oh, good. They've enough. been at it longer. You know, they're a little bit more set up. They have, they well, have geishas, and we and don't. With that coffee, <laughs> as I refuse. Well, that was a yeah, I'm never gonna have a geisha. Yeah, that wasn't like geisha. him going to an importer and buying all this coffee, right? <laughs> that was him yeah. talking to a guy and just going to see him down in Panama, and the guy being like, "I like you. Here's this coffee." So it really helped out. It was nice and. I hope I'm able to use that coffee in the future. 
if I do compete again, I plan on competing. You know, I'm so close that I should. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, people love it when you compete. Like, I know. There's so much fervor. Fervor. <laughs> fervor. Well, here's like you create fervor. We need to create like some Akash shirts for the next uh, competition. We can also you know you know what we're Akash actually shirts. doing. Akash shirts. Shirts. Face. So I don't know. I thought you were saying Akashites or people like that that would be followers. Mm-hmm. Followers, followers of the Akash. Akashites wearing Akash shirts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, remember to follow me on uh-huh. Twitter and Instagram at Akash Sani, A K A A S H S A I N I. In case you don't remember that, just follow me on the road. On my car, I have a bumper sticker that has my Twitter handle. In case y'all need to know. In case y'all need to know. Just follow me on the road. Yeah. Oh. I remember. Get off my. I remember. Bike. I'm sitting. I'm sitting there at a light one day, and I just, you know, my phone rings. I'm like, what? And I look, and I get a Twitter message. Is like, really, dude? Back of your car? That's why you do it. Yeah. That's why. Did, that, did, I got a new did follower, you tweet back? Dude. Why are you tweeting and driving? <laughs> no, actually, we ended up meeting up. He's a cool guy. So. Yeah. All right. That was that geisha. Yeah. Hey, so, yeah. Um, oh gosh, Akash. So it's really good to see you. It's really yeah. good to see y'all too. Sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is the point of the show where we start talking about cheese again, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're drifting towards one of our uh, classic awkward endings. Yes. I want to do a little shout out to Joseph. <laughs> The proud host of the show that has brought us the most amazing gin I've ever had. Like, I mean, it's it's. I incredible. love love gin, and I've had some really good gins. Just so some, everyone knows, this is a very vague gin. This distillery does not make gin anymore, and they this don't is, exist. They don't really exist. This is the last of it. <laughs> Joseph, thank you for sharing this amazing gin. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for hosting us. Thank you for editing all these radio shows. SCA is coming up. What are you up to? SCA is going to be fun. Uh, this is the largest coffee convention in the world this year. In the world, and it's in Seattle. Um, so it's SCA and the world championships of everything. Well. <laughs> of the universe. Here's what happened. So the World Barista Championship will be here in Seattle mm-hmm. um, at the SCAA, Specialty Coffee Association of America, uh, convention. Mm-hmm. However, the World Brewers Cup, World Cup Tasters, World Roasters Choice, World Latte Art will be at the Specialty Coffee Association of Europe's event in Gothenburg, Sweden in June. That's weird. But well, it okay. sounds like you guys have all spoken as far as a proper destination to go. We'd all rather visit Sweden. <laughs> well, apparently not everyone can come here anyways, so we might as well go to Sweden. Right. Nobody can get to Seattle. I mean, we also need to be good hosts, guys. Like, hey, everyone, come to Seattle. Heck yeah. Ah. So I'm really excited. On that note, I'm really excited because we're hosting a roaster showcase here at the studio. Mm. Um, things are going out in this week, so by the time this airs, it will be more set in stone. More work. Um, <laughs> we, we are offering a landing spot for roasters to offer their coffees, have them come here if they want to provide some staff, want to organize some cuppings, anything like that. We have a great space, and we're providing our space, kind of opening up to... to People that don't necessarily want to be in the convention itself, but I mean, it's the largest in the world, so. Yeah. If you're going to be, be in Seattle, I right? Mean, you're be check it out. Come to Conduit. Also, the convention is is industry, but you can watch the con the the, the barista championships. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so it's like fifteen can, bucks to actually just watch to get that. In, yeah. However, the expo. And that's is good a for the whole money. three days. There's also a lot of coffee there that you can get. 
Oh, for yeah. that 15 bucks. So you just drink as much coffee as you can possibly Right, it's a whole separate this. room that's a competition event center area. So they literally have an espresso machine I mean, set up where they just have different coffee yeah. companies giving yeah. you... Four if you're going to be here and, and you coffee. want it, and I mean, it's 15 bucks. Drink all the coffee do you it. want, watch some people. Come to compete. Seattle. Just do it. Come to Conduit. Yeah. Sunrise Coffee Club. Sunset Coffee Club. Do it. Did you see my Sunset okay. Coffee Club? Yep. <laughs> Amazing. You can create a hashtag for any time you drink coffee. It's true. We do a midday coffee club. <laughs> do a mid afternoon. 9 a.m. coffee club. 9 a.m. coffee club. <laughs> do a coffee club for every hour. It's like the old AOL. Do, do second, second breakfast coffee club. Huh. Second breakfast. Like second that. breakfast oh, coffee yeah. club. I like that. Second I'm I think that that's the tomorrow. hashtag waiting to happen. Oh, man. It kind of is, yeah. I'll do that. I don't know if Twitter will allow it. Uh, it's too yeah. strong. I don't know if Twitter will allow it. Yeah. Can't handle the trending. <laughs> Chowda. Chowda. I don't get this. Lovers. Ah, I messed up the beat. Ah. Radio.